Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Hallelujah. Good morning, church. (sighs) Hallelujah. I'm feeling a a big weightiness in the spirit because the Holy Spirit started to speak to me in the break. And so I'm still trying to catch up with what he's saying. So are you willing to come on a heavenly download with me? Can you reach out to heaven? Because I need you guys to lean in with me. Because I'm not, uh, I've given the, the wonderful friend on the screen some scriptures that Holy Spirit's just given me. Um, we're just going to see what comes out of the oven. Father, Lord, it's not by might, it's not by power. But it is by your spirit. It is by your spirit. Nothing eternal is achieved outside of your spirit. And these are days, says the Lord, where I need my truth restored in my church. These are days where I want my church to be the full expression of what I purpose my church to be. These are days where the world needs the church to know the truth, and to sell it not. These are days of realignment, readjustment, correction. Because the name and the honor and the reputation of Jesus Christ is what is on the line. And so, Holy Spirit, speak in this place. We lean in, we listen. I take authority over every distraction and say, Holy Spirit, would you lead us? Would you lean in? Would you lean in? Holy Spirit, would you lead us? Would you lead us? Would you lead us? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. While we're just in this atmosphere, I want you to take your seats and keep on leaning in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the break, the Lord spoke to me and said, what would happen if the church had a united voice? But that voice was a voice of truth, not a voice of compromise. What would happen if the church had a united voice? What would happen if the church had a united voice? There is a united voice, there is a united voice in the world today, but it's not the church. It is those that are militantly against the things of God. I was talking to some pastors, I was in Sydney two weeks ago, not giving names, not speaking, but these are very influential leaders in our nation in Sydney. And and it's not who you think it might be. So I just felt the Holy Spirit say that because I mean, oh, influential city. It's not him. Praise God. Bless him. But I just, I don't want you to, I just need you to listen in the spirit. I'm ministering there. And that day, him and a national leader had spent the day in Canberra with members of the Liberal Party. 
and people high up, a whole room. And they were sharing their heart, how they did not, that they did not want the suppression and conversion bill to come to New South Wales. That this is a, a religious freedom thing. It's not a gender or sexual thing. It's a religious freedom thing. It's the strongest of any kind in the world. And if you believe the truth, you will get persecuted. You will get persecuted. And they went there and they spoke to these senior politicians and shared their concerns and said, hey, part of the government promise was protecting religious freedom. And these politicians unsaved said, don't you guys have in Christian circles something that's sort of like, I think the term, this is them speaking, seeker sensitive or something like that. And they said, it is our observation, this is the government leaders in our nation, it is our observation that the church has become so concerned with not offending anyone that you have lost your voice. This is what the politicians in Canberra sent to senior leaders. They said the people on the other side are completely united and they have a loud voice. But you've lost your voice because you don't want to offend. I'll just let that sit for a moment. What we do is important, but why we do it is important. God does not want the church fighting people. But in our awareness that we're not meant to fight people, we've stopped fighting full stop. And God... In the break <laughs> and now in the worship is telling me the importance of a united voice. And I just believe I'm prophesying to the church right now. It is time for the church to have the united voice that the enemy of God's people has. This is not the first time in history that this is important. My brother on the words there, I don't know if you've got anything there happening, but let's go to Genesis chapter 11 and verse 1. Oh my gosh, you guys are good in Nutura. I wish Melbourne people were as good as you. Look how alive you are. I beg Melbourne and you come alive. Holy Spirit knew a little bit of laughter was needed in this. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. Can we lean in deeply today? Can we lean in right really, really deeply? I haven't spoken this before. I haven't heard it before the break, okay? But the whole world had one language, had one speech. Mm. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. Interestingly, that means two rivers. I've had sufficient time to look at the Hebrew. That's about it. Where it starts to branch out. 
They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. Nothing wrong that in itself. They used the bricks instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us. How many people know that when you hear that language from the start? Like Lucifer, exalting himself, focusing on himself, making it about his desires. Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower that reaches to the heavens. Why? So that we may make a name for ourselves. Whenever the focus in our lives is making anything for ourselves, from ourselves, we're stepping off track. What did Jesus say? If you want to be my disciple, you've got to deny yourselves. Take up your cross and actually follow me. These are days, again, says the Lord, that I'm calling people back to truly following Jesus. Let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, look, we will be scattered. Mm, mm, God help. We will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. They had one voice. They were doing something so that they weren't sent out. What was God's original commission? Come on, be fruitful and multiply. We don't want to. We want to stay right here. So we need to do something about it. And thankfully, we have unity in our speech. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. And the Lord said, God, God, I feel your weight. Please come, Holy Spirit. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Has anyone ever heard God another time talk about nothing will be impossible? Can you see how the enemy continually steals and sabotages God's intention and distorts it? There's not an original bone in the devil's body. He is a counterfeit, not a creator. We got to stop giving power to the counterfeit. We got to recognize that don't be ignorant of the devil's schemes, but don't be intimidated by them. Why are we intimidated by a counterfeiter when there is a creator? If they started to do this and they've got one language, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, God speaking, let us go down and confuse their language. Hang on, language is not the issue. They're building a tower. I'll tell you right now, everything that God is doing on this earth, everything that the devil is doing on this earth finds its origin in our language. Creation finds its origin in a spoken word. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Not just the words we speak, but the unity of the words. 
come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. Because if they cannot understand each other, they cannot build together. In our nation and the nations of the world, the enemy through people that understand and speak a common language are building and taking over policies and the way and morals and standards because they have one voice and they understand. And the church is in chaos because we're speaking a different language from each other. So the Lord scattered them over the, all the earth, and they stopped building the city. He scattered them over the whole earth, and he, they stopped building the, the city. That is why it is called, we, we call the Tower of Babel. Babel. It's Babel. And do you know what that means? It means confusion by mixture. The enemy right now in the world is not in a place of confusion by mixture. They are in one accord. The church is in confusion by mixture. One foot in God's camp, one foot in the world's camp. One foot on Sunday, a different foot on Monday. One foot for righteousness, another foot for if I feel like it, it's okay. That is why it's called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. I'm seeing something else just in a moment. Isn't it incredible how God still ended up having his own way? They were in unity to stay in one place. God come and brought confusion and they end up being scattered. God can get us to where He wants us. God can get us to where He wants us. We're just going to do it His way or not His way. But God Himself said if they are speaking the same language, then nothing they do will be impossible. How much more the church? How much more the church? How much more the church? We are divided by opinions. We are divided by people's stories. People's stories have started creating theologies. Jesus said, know the truth. Know the truth. Know that truth. Truth is never originating from a person. The moment you hear a truth that you haven't heard before and that is contrary to the Bible, let me declare it loud in Mildura. It is not the truth. It may be persuasive. Go, go, go with me to Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah. Let's see a contrast. Verse 1, when the day of Pentecost, everyone shout Pentecost. Pentecost. 
I want to declare to the church of Jesus Christ that Pentecost is not over. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Is this bringing back any memories? Come on, come on, come on. Are you, are you, are you with me, church? They were together in one place. Sounds familiar. Then suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. Wet with, oh, in the Tower of Babel, come on, it came from earth. We want to build something up to heaven. And now we come to the book of Acts and we get heaven. I need to come down to earth. The origin matters. Suddenly a sound, like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. We need your kingdom to come and your will to be done from heaven to earth. In Jesus' name. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. They were not sitting in complacency, they were sitting in anticipation. There is nothing wrong with sitting or not sitting, standing or not standing. The issue is what are you sitting in and what are you standing in? Sometimes we're sitting in complacency. She'll be right, Mike. If God wants to, he can and God says, I need you to sit in anticipation because the instruction was go there and wait until heaven comes to earth. They were not sitting out of disobedience, but out of obedience. The word of the Lord to some of us in this room today is your sitting is not the issue, but is it sitting in obedience or sitting in disobedience? Your standing is not the issue, but the reason for your standing is important. Are you standing strong in the faith or are you standing strong for your rights? It's not standing, it's not sitting. It's the obedience factor. And then there's times that we're sitting when God says stand up and fight. And there's times we're standing up and fight when God says sit down and rest. Everybody knows about the tragedy of David's life, King David. He saw a woman bathing. He then responded to the lustful impulses, called her, slept with her, got her pregnant, and then over the course of months, plotted her husband's murder. Devastating. Devastating. But what triggered it? Not lust. It says, at a time when kings go out to war, David stayed at home. His position was incorrect and everything went from there. Your position matters. I'm not talking where you live, but I am talking where you live. Position matters.
They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. Isn't that even interesting there? They saw what seemed to be. In other words, they didn't know it. We got to not miss what God is doing and misdiagnose what God is doing and not say God's not doing something because we don't quite know what it is. It seemed to be, I'm not sure, but that's the best language I can give to it. I feel the Lord saying to me right now that the true things of God can only partially be articulated by man. If you can fully articulate it, then I would say maybe it's not God. There are people that lean in for reviving God doing stuff. And there's other people that criticize it for one reason. They can't fully explain it. We got to get past this arrogant, I know better than God. And God, you can move as long as I can understand it. Let God be God. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Isn't it interesting? And all I'm doing right now is meditating on the word. I don't, it's, it's, <laughs> they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. We've got to let the things of God rest upon us. Jesus himself said in Matthew 11, Come to me if you're weary, if you're burdened, and I will give you rest. I said it before, but I just want to encourage someone here today. Rest in its truest sense, in its spiritual sense, in the way that God intended it, is not a ceasing from work, but a receiving from God. He said, come to me and I will give you rest. We think rest is something we do. No, rest is something we re- we receive. We've confused relaxation with rest. Huh. We've, we've confused ceasing from work with abiding in Christ. Hallelujah. All of them were filled. All of them were filled. All of them were filled, not in the Tower of Babel, with their own desires, their own pursuits, but all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak, listen, in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. There were different tongues. Oh, God, help me here. But the one source, in the Tower of Babel, there was one tongue, but there were many different spirits operating. There were different, many different opinions operating. But when it comes to Pentecost, lo, the people spoke in different tongues. There was one spirit. Now go with me, I think it's to verse, whatever that is, 6, 7, utterly amazed. Seven, someone help me here. I don't even. Verse seven, utterly amazed. 
This is the people that were hearing them. They asked, aren't all of these that are speaking Galileans? Aren't these all people that naturally come on church, that naturally have the same language? Then how is it that each of us, this is people from all different tribes and nations and tongues, how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? How is it that people that are of one tongue are speaking in different tongues, but the people of different tongues are hearing the same message. And this is the power of the Holy Ghost. In the Tower of Babel, they spoke with one language, and God said if they do this in the negative, nothing they plan to do will be impossible. What would happen if the church of Jesus Christ, again, were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and we spoke different words in our families and friends, but all by the one Spirit. And so whoever is hearing is hearing the same message. We are preaching different messages because we're not all filled with the Spirit. Psalm 133, 1-3, and I've unpacked this before with you guys. Interestingly, again, it was something God gave me in the break halfway between first and second. How good, how pleasant... I want to tell you, if God says something is good, I don't want to hear what the world says is good. With all respect, I don't want you to hear me tell you what is good, and I don't want to hear from you what you think is good. I want to hear God say it is good. Genesis 1, everything he made, it is good. And when it came to mankind, because they were in his image, how good, says the Lord God Almighty, and how pleasant it is when people dwell together. Anyone remember this from years ago? In unity. And God showed me in the break a few years ago, look at the Hebrew, and where people dwell together in unity are the exact same Hebrew word, which means all together. So as the word of the Lord to the church right now is how good and how pleasant it is when my people dwell all together, all together. Where they are in the same room, that's great, in the upper room, but man, they were all filled by the one Spirit. There is one Spirit. There is one Lord. There is one faith. There is one baptism. There is one God. And he said, the good thing and the pleasant thing is not when the church is impotent because of so many opinions. But when the church is all together, all together, not on my page or your page or your page, come on, or the Pentecostal page or the Baptist page or the Presbyterian page. But God says on my page and my page is truth because I am the way, I am the truth and I am the life, says the Lord Jesus Christ. What 
would happen if the church of Jesus Christ, number one was the church of Jesus Christ. Not your church, not my church, not their church, not our church, but his church. And what would happen if we were all together, all together, with one voice? The politicians in Canberra said, you're so focused on not upsetting anyone that you've lost your voice. I feel the Spirit of God may be in this room right now calling the church back to having one voice. And the word of the Lord is that voice is a voice of truth, not of compromise. What is Babel? It's compromise because of mixture. We're called to be united in Christ. How good, how pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil. Come on, church, just lean in. Poured on the head. We need this to flow from the head down in the body of Christ. It flows on the head, running down on the bed, beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It as it is as if the dew of Hermon was falling on Mount Zion. Think about dew. What is that? Just that freshness every morning. This freshness at the start of every morning. On who? On Mount Zion. Who's Mount Zion? Come on, church. Who's Mount Zion? It's the church. It's the church. It's the church. For there, where, where God's people are all together, all together, united with one voice of truth, there the Lord bestows, commands a blessing, a blessing, even life forevermore. For there the Lord bestows a what? Talk to me, church. A what? Some of us are seeking a blessing when God says, I just need you to return to truth. Blessing is attached to truth. Truth is who God is and what God declares something to be. God made mankind in his image, in his likeness, and he blessed them because he authored them. I want to call us, church, every tribe, nation, and tongue, praise the name of Jesus, calling us back to truth. Lily, come and join us for a moment, please, just Lily at the moment. Praise God. I want to invite everyone to close your eyes for a moment. I want to ask if there's no moving around. And can I ask that this be a holy moment, you and God, me and God, 
I'm not sure if the Holy Ghost wants to say and do anything else right now. But I just want everyone, please avoid distractions. I know there's, there's, there's a lot of spiritual weight in what Holy Spirit's just been downloading. I feel the weight of it. It's, again, I was hearing it for the first time. I'm feeling the weight of what God was bringing. Father, would you forgive us for the times that we have compromised truth to make people feel comfortable? I'm just going to pray as I feel led. And if anything I'm saying is resonates with you, I want you to be praying it along with me, however you feel. This is not a moment. I'm not feeling in space. This is a holy moment, a holy moment. God, I, I apologize, I repent, I ask you to forgive me for the times I've flown under the radar when you wanted my words to create and re- release life in the person I'm having conversation with. Father, I ask you to forgive me, forgive us for the times that we have Denied the truth because it was too costly to accept. Where we've known what you've said, but Lord, our will, our flesh won out in that moment. God, today we want to realign, but we want to realign to your truth. God, we need your Holy Spirit to reveal what truly is the truth and not our version, our perception of it. And God, we cannot do this ourselves because truth does not originate from ourselves and it cannot be understood from ourselves. It must be through the Spirit of revelation and the spirit of wisdom. Jesus, you said yourself, it is better that I go because I'm going to send an advocate, an intercessor, a counsellor, a comforter, an advocate, and He will lead you into all truth. And He will even tell you what is yet to come. The spirit of truth is a prophetic spirit who tells us of what is yet to come. But it is what you want to reveal, not just what we desire to hear. And so God, in this place today where you are birthing this by your Spirit, Lord, we want to come back to truth. Oh God Almighty, may we be the church that comes back to the truth of who you are and the truth of what you declare. Lord, we want to go back to the original form, the original purpose, the original pattern. And Lord, today is one we declare today that if you say something is good, then today is one we say it is good good. God, if you say something is evil, 
then we say it is evil. God, you told us in your word, a loving God full of grace and mercy and truth says, I need you to hate what is evil and cling to what is good. Yet Jesus, you love people that were broken, people that were steeped in sin and broken in sin and dead in sin, and you love them forward but never at the expense of truth. In fact, it was the truth that set them free. God, we need your revelation back in our lives. That truth is not the opposite of grace. Lord, that these two in your eyes are one and the same. And grace and truth leads to freedom and life. God, we need your wisdom. How do we speak to people? So that we love people. Because it's your will that none should perish. You did not come to condemn the world. And nor do we want to condemn the world. We want to love the world as Jesus loved the world. But we cannot love the world unless we are different from the world. Be ye in the world, but do not be of the world. Don't conform to that pattern but be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind, what you're thinking about, what you believe. Truth. Truth leads to freedom and leads to life. God, we need you, Holy Ghost. We need you, Holy Spirit. Oh, right now across this room, would would your Holy Spirit come upon your people? Would your Holy Spirit come upon your people, Lord? I release the Holy Spirit right now in the cross this room to bring conviction, oh God. Oh God, to bring repentance, oh God. Let there be a moving of your Spirit, a restoring of truth in God's people. Lord God Almighty, Holy Spirit. We want to hear what you're saying. We want our thoughts, our mind, our thinking to be in alignment with life that is found in truth. Spirit, move and speak. the weight of your glory right now. Release the weight of your glory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was, who is, who is to come, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should change your mind. Your ways are higher, your thoughts are higher.
lift us up to heavenly thinking and heavenly living. Where we do not run from the battle, but we are strong in the battle. Make us be people of truth, of your spirit. And Lord, ahead of time, I pray for everyone in this room, for this church, for the church of Jesus Christ around the world, that we will always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in us. Lord, even when we're asked about issues, maybe may we be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in us. May it not become about our opinion, but our submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And it's not about what I believe or what I don't believe or what, or about what I think or what I feel. It's about what God Almighty says. That's what I anchor my life in. That's what I live my life by. Let us be, as Paul says in Romans, Lord, not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God to salvation. Oh, God Almighty, the gospel changes lives. The truth changes lives. The Spirit changes lives. But the eyes of the Lord are roaming throughout this earth looking for people through whom He can show Himself strong. For those that counted an honour to suffer for Jesus Christ. We lay down our lives. We pick up our cross. And today we say we want to follow Jesus. We want to follow truth. We want to follow the Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let it be God, let it be God, let it be God. Let it be God that the Spirit start to rise up in the people of God. Not only now, but this week, Lord, let the Spirit of God, let the Spirit of God. Oh, I release prophetic dreams, prophetic visions, prophetic revelation in the night season. In the quiet times, I release over you deep encounters in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Word of God become alive and active and powerful. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ, sharper than any two edges or dividing between the soul and the Spirit between the emotions and the Spirit of the Most High God. Let the Spirit of intercession come upon your people. A prayer come upon your people again, Almighty God. Let us pray for the lost. Let us pray for the world. Let us stand in the gap. Let us lift people up to heaven, Almighty God, and declare your kingdom, your rule, your reign, your authority, Lord, in people's lives. We are the church. We are the church. We are glorious and victorious and radiant and bright for the Lord Jesus Christ. We are those people, Lord. We are those people. 
We are those people, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Lord, here am I, send me. I am here, God. I am here, God. Oh, God, my failures, my flaws. Oh, God, my, my challenges, my problems. Oh, God, will no longer get my attention. But God, the Spirit of the Lord in me will start to get more of my attention. Send us, Lord. Send us. Send us. Come on, God. Send us. Send us. Lord, you scattered the people at the Tower of Babel, Lord God. Lord God, they were getting together for negative reasons. But Lord, in these last days, you're going to pour out your Spirit and you're going to send us to every tribe, nation and tongue. You shall receive power when the Spirit of God. And I will want you to be my witnesses. Witnesses. Not authors, but witnesses of what we've seen and heard and know is truth. In Judea, Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. We are those people, we are those people, we are those people, we are those people. Spirit of God. That the seed of what you have powerfully implanted in our time together today, not be robbed by the cares of this world, by the riches, by the pleasures, by the challenges, by the trials, but let it bear much fruit. We're not asking for 30-fold. We're not asking for 60-fold. We are asking for 100-fold. And we're asking for it, for the glory of God the Father and God's people. Said amen. 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 Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.